Welcome back to the Cycling Goals Podcast. My name's Ash, and back in 2017, when I first came up with my quantifiable cycling goal of a 5 watt per kilo FTP, I never could have imagined how much it would inform my cycling, how much more fun it would make it. And so I recommend that everybody, at least once, comes up with their own cycling goal, quantifiable cycling goal that becomes important to them and will bring reason to every single pedal stroke. And when you come up with that self-generated finish line, that quantifiable cycling goal, everybody listening to this right now wants to hear about it so that we can help hold you to it and you can get it done. This week I had the pleasure to chat with Katie Cookerborough, a cyclist sharing every aspect of her incredible cycling journey on YouTube. Amongst other things, we talk about her experience of a professional bike fit with the same bike fitter that got Bradley Wiggins ready for his hour record. We also talk about her incredible 30 kilo weight loss journey, as well as her now insatiable hunger, the love for a good mountain to flog yourself up. That's all I I do, that's really what my channel is all about so yeah I mean, I mean to me when I when I look at your channel now I, I see I see cycling that's what I see <laughs> that, that is all it is it's just cycling and I guess and it's weird because when I look but when I looked back at um, all my older videos the ones that did the best were all cycling I never cottoned on that I should just do a cycling channel isn't that weird it's funny that isn't yeah it? and it was only when I looked back and I was like it was when I then decided right I'm going to make this cycling that's what I enjoy the most and then when I looked back over all my old videos, I was like, oh, they were the ones that did the best anyway. Why did I not spot this, like, two years ago? Mm. Yeah, I guess it just all happened. But yeah. No, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the evolution is so interesting, isn't it? From, like, what you thought it was going to be yeah. and then what it actually becomes. Yeah. Is, it's probably actually obvious in the beginning what it should become, but <laughs> you don't see it because I think you're so close to it. Yeah, exactly. And I wish I'd done, like, at the time, I wish I'd, done more of because I was like learning to cycle so I love all those early videos when I look back it's like literally learning how to ride a road bike learning how to use cleats like doing my first 100k all those things and I'm so glad that I documented them they were just kind of like little kind of little videos in the midst of other ones but then when I look back I'm like oh this is like a cycling like journey I think it's because I never realized how far I'd go with cycling I just thought it was just something that I was doing but there's yeah, so much that I wish I think that's it. that I'd documented now. And I'm like, oh, why did I not do that? Why did I not do that? But it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. To, to look back on that stuff and see where you came from is quite, it's eye-opening, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's a bit cringeworthy and also eye-opening. <laughs> God, it's so cringeworthy. And then there's, I'm really irritated because it was one, the first time I ever rode um, like an actual climb, you know, not in Summit in Adelaide. I think it might have been the second time I rode it, a guy came with me and filmed me, like me just talking about how hard I found it. Da, 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 da. And I was editing it, editing it all on my iPhone and I accidentally deleted all the footage. And then I, d- I never had that video. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh God, I would have loved that, that video. The first time that I ever rode like a proper climb and it's gone, it's not there, I deleted it. But So that's quite interesting because that's your you thinking about... Uh you know the value in the journey you know yes. having something to show from what you were like in the beginning and then you know how it, how it is now because exactly. I guess a, a, unless you have that stuff people won't almost almost believe no. you that where you came from the impact is so much more isn't it's, it when you have yeah. the before and after absolutely do you think that the the weight loss journey is a thread through your channel at the moment your yeah it is definitely a thread of that but that happened through cycling 
And I think that's when people are like, oh, God, you lost like that much weight through cycling. And I, and I just say, oh, it's not just cycling. I guess it's the whole the thing as a whole, but cycling's kind of been like the main like thrust for it, as well as obviously veganism and eating, eating like healthier. And so, yeah. And is it something, I mean, is it something that you think about or is it just something that just happens anyway and you just enjoy riding? No, I never, I almost feel like the more, the more I try to lose weight, the less it happened, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like at the very start when I was like at my heaviest, I was like, God, I just want this to be gone. Like I just want it to go. Oh, I can't be doing with carrying this all this weight around. But then when I, I got to a point, I was like, right, this is not moving. I just have to accept it. Just get on with it. And then it was, it almost seemed like when I just was like, fine, this is how I'm going to be forever. That's fine. Because I'm like much happier now. Anyway, I'm enjoying riding my bike. It was kind of then it slowly just started coming off. Yeah. When it becomes not about the the weight itself, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's something in that. <laughs> I'm sure there's something in that. <laughs> maybe it's like a mental thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe it could be that you, when you focus on something, you know, it's like you you focus on the minutiae of it and you think nothing is happening but probably it is but i think it's that impatience it's like i want it all now i want it like gone now and like i think we're just so used to it in today's world as in like everything has to be so instant and so like i don't know I'd, I'd, and i think that was the thing i just wanted like 30 days and then do like these 30 day kind of things where you can lose all your weight in 30 days and it's just not like that. it's taken like a good four years for it all just to like melt away yeah i mean day by day right yeah that's why you have such value in uh when you see how in in being patient when you when you have the before and the after yeah i was telling a guy at work yesterday about it and he i said oh yeah i lost like i think it's about 30 kilos which is a lot of weight um and he's like 30 kilos not 30 pounds i'm like no 30 kilos and he's like no you were never like you were never bigger and i showed him a picture he's like oh my god like how is that <laughs> and then I looked at the picture I was like oh my god I, that was me yeah it's weird it's weird but yeah, it's, that's crazy I'm glad I went through it to be honest yeah it's kind of a wonder that like how much you store isn't it you yeah know? kind of how did I I, I, I don't crazy. know it's but I think that's why the bike is just so effective because you can be like a lot heavier and it not because mm. I was trying to run before I got a bike and I got it was like it was like sciatica I tried to run when I was in Adelaide and literally pulled my back, like, oh my God, it was so painful. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, could, I couldn't even stand up. I was like laid on the bed. I was like, I can't even move. Oh no. <laughs> but then eventually then I got, got, it was so bad. And then I was like, what am I doing to myself? So I was like, right, I need to get a bike. So I got a bike and it was just like, just the best, honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done. Ever. Yeah, I guess that's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, um people try and get fit and they think running is the first thing yeah. to do probably and then you know they get complete you can get complete you can see why people be completely turned off yeah because you're like what am i doing to myself it's so yeah and it's just so hard i think running whereas cycling is you just i think that i think that was the thing i was chatting to someone else about this as well like it's like oh i need to go to the gym i was like no don't you don't want to go to the gym because then that is what it is, just going to the gym. That's how I feel. Whereas I think when you've got a bike and it becomes part of your life, you just don't like, it'd be like you don't see it as exercise. You see it as just like a fun, like, like challenge almost, especially like if you're trying to like beat your own times or just going on adventures with your friends. And it, it's not, it doesn't become about like going to the gym anymore. It's just like part of your day, part of your life and something that you just genuinely enjoy doing. And that is when 
that is when you'll lose weight when you're not really thinking about it to lose weight so do you do you have a goal when you go out for a ride um, like every ride no i've got um um i've got a guy that's coaching me so i do have like in the week now and this has only been from the start of the year because i've never had any kind of set training plan at all like i've just literally just gone out and just ridden like just steadily has you know as easy or as slow or as fast as i wanted to um yeah but then now i do have like set um in the week i have like two or three set sessions of like like wattage zones and like intervals and and things like that so that's made like a massive improvement i can't believe like how much better and stronger i feel yet just from having like set training so you find the structure in that someone be do you feel like you're accountable to him yeah the the coach (laughs) and sometimes i get really mad about that i'm like damn you i don't want to go out today but then i'm like i know i have to go i don't have to i know it's because i want to do it but you might be the same with it because I know you have like very structured training as well it's interesting because I think being held accountable to an outside to a third party or whatever is is always going to push you further than maybe you could yourself yeah because you, you you're not going to want to do something but you it's probably going to force you to do it yeah whereas if it's just you yourself then you know you, you'll probably give, you you, give say, yourself yeah. a break yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and the, I was fine though as well Every, there's not been many times that I've gone and really like I want to go home because as soon as you get out you're just like oh god I love this I absolutely yeah. love it so it's just actually getting out I think that's sometimes the hardest bit it's always the initial hump yes <laughs> you get there in the end yes yeah exactly. I, I think just because I go so I don't I don't actually some I mean sometimes I'll have a structure but most of the time I'm just I'm just sort of like an excitable puppy and I just want to like go as hard as possible. And then because I've gone so hard in that session, I can kind of, I, that's how I make gains. But other than that, it's... Oh, I thought because I know you go so hard, so I thought you must have like more of a structured like plan of it. Oh, okay. No, I not really. I mean, so how not do you really. Do it I mean, I, I do, I make these plans and then sometimes I stick to them, sometimes I don't. That's the way I do it. I just always want to push myself and... Like I, get, I just get very excited and like it's almost like um it's the challenge you know there's yeah. the, like there's a hill that I hate and if I hate I think that's the thing if I hate it then I want to try and make it easy and that's how I that's yeah. how I train you just want to go faster 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 <laughs> yeah more, more watts more watts better blood more watts yeah I think that's even scarier because I guess I guess if you if like with my goal it's like a set thing whereas with you you're just like no I just want to keep going and going and going but I yeah. guess that's a good thing so well, you're not restricting yourself that, I mean yeah that that's the reason probably why I set the goal of the five watt per kilo as my FTP or whatever because it's like at yeah. least then I can have something to aim for how's that going uh good yeah I think it, I, it's really so talking about structure I mean that has given me structure in the when you have that thing to aim for, everything else falls into place. So if you have one thing to aim for, an arbitrary number like five watts per kilo, then everything else you're like, okay, so I need to do that more, yes. or I need to do this more, or you know, and then everything falls into place. And what? Is, so it's five watts per kilo for an FTP? Is that what it was for the twenty minute yeah. effort? Well, yeah, like uh, so, it'll have to be. It'll have to be over. It'll probably be three hundred and sixty watts for twenty minutes, and I'm, I'll weigh sixty eight kilos. <laughs> what <laughs> that's that is that is impressive 
In fact, I'm I'm literally the same. I'm about the same way. That's weird. That it, that is. Yeah, I think I'd like to get my. What would it be? Because I think I'd like to get three hundred watts, and I'm I'm the same weight as wow, you. Wow, yeah. I'm about I'm about sixty seven, sixty eight kilos. Six minutes. So be four point. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. We'll have to so we'll have edit it in afterwards. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at it now because um I, my coach was saying he was looking at my numbers and he's like no I think you'd get a 300 FTP. I was like really? I, I, do you know what I think? That's one of the things about having a coach is that they they can see and push you more than you would think you could do yourself. Because he said that to me, I'm like no I don't I don't think so. And um, he's like no 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 you could yeah. easily so. So but then you back. wake up the next day and you're like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe. Like, now, now he's told me that. Yeah, so it'd be 4.4. And that, that now. Wow, that's amazing. I, yeah, I ain't done it. <laughs> maybe four. Do four. Like, maybe do four watts. Yeah. <laughs> that's really big, though. That's big. I mean, to, to aim for something like uh, anything over 300 is big, for sure. But it, it would be, be 300. That. That's the thing. It'd be bang on 300. I don't know. But I think that's one of the things that it's like a game, isn't it? Like I think that's why I love it because it feels like a game. I love it, and I think like I know when I speak to my friends or especially like mum and dad, and I tell them like, "Oh, I did this today," did it. but there's no, I, they can't understand it. But I'm like, "There's nothing like you know when you've done that in FDP effort and you are sweating and like, and your face feels like it's glowing because it's so hot and you're just so like, oh, I just love that feeling. It's like going up climbs. I love that feeling." Of going like flat out, and I don't know what it is. I just, just love cycling. yeah. What is that? I don't know. What it must that? be like endorphins, <laughs> and I don't know because it's not. It's not that it, it's not like it's a race or something. Like oh, I love it when I'm passed on out. It doesn't do make any difference to me. But I just love when I like, especially when I've done a climb that if I've struggled on before, and then I get up it, and I'm like, yes, yes, I did it, I did it, I did it. But I mean, it's 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 all arbitrary, and it doesn't actually mean anything. But it's just. Is what I like to do. I guess it's when I see, like, from like I could barely get up, like little like humps in the road. I mean, I wouldn't even call them hills now. And I look back. There's one near my grandma's house, um, and it's I'd say it's fair. It's not very long, but it's quite steep. I remember I, I had to push it like the first six months. I think I was cycling, and like now you just it's not even don't even think about it. <laughs> it's just that I love seeing that and like that progression and. I guess that's kind of the point of my channel is to kind of show other people and be like, I I went from that and I can do like this now. Yeah. So there's a kind of like hope for everybody. If I if I was in the way that I was and struggling in the way that I did, then anyone could do it. I guess that's kind of the the message I wanted to kind of get across to people. Yeah, and I think you you're just you creating the videos and showing your journey is such motivation for other people, and I. I I, I I guess you get that feedback from people and it drives you as well yeah. to keep doing it. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, do you have any physical obstacles you want to conquer? You know, those hills, those little hump, those speed bump humps that you, you know, you thought were that like that. Uh, is there anything now that you're like, oh, that's yes. hard. <laughs> it's, um, I want to do, um, it's called Super Randonnée. It's like, have you heard of Audaxin? So it's basically like long distance cycling. So to do like a super randonnée, you have to ride a 200, a 300, a 400 and a 600 like in one season. Right. And I've done up to the 400 and I can't, I, I tried to do a 600 and I did 284, 385k of it. And I just was like, I can't go on. 
Is that and in so one that is like my nemesis. Without yeah. Any... Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's not even a, it's not even like a climb or anything. It's like a, a physical distance. It's a distance because it's just, I think I just didn't feel properly on it, to be honest. Right. And I just got way too tired and yeah. So maybe that's something I'd like to do. But then equally, hard not pass. Have you done it? This is like the steepest one in England. Maybe I haven't done that one. If I haven't done it, I will oh do it. Oh my God, we need to go and film there. Yeah. We need to go and film. <laughs> it is so steep and I've done it, well, I've ridden it three times. The first time I stopped on the, like, as soon as it got really, really steep because I was so scared because it's, it's not even about leg strength. It's about agility to stay on your bike. It is really insane. <laughs> it is. Wow. You can't keep your bike upright. It is so steep. Like when I, the first time I did it, it scared me because my back wheel slid. So my front wheel popped up because it's that steep. And then my back wheel skid. I, the front wheel came off, so I put more weight on the front. And then the back wheel went. And I was like, oh, my God, this is just too much. And so I've never ridden the whole thing. So that is oh. that is one climb. And I, I, I can't really complain. It's the steepest one in England and not everyone rides it. So I can't be too hard. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm excited for you, though, to go go back and try that. When did you last try it? I'm excited for you to go and do it. You have to go <laughs> and do it. It when is, did you last do it? Oh, it was on the Fred Witten. Oh yes, so that was, was at the beginning of May. this year, was it? May after May, yeah, yeah. May. But the reason that I didn't do it on that is because there was a guy in front of me, and he, it, it's his race. He, he's his ride. He can do what he wanted, but he was literally zigzagging the width of the road, like the whole road in front of me, <laughs> and I couldn't get. I was like, I can't, I can't time it to get. I, you, other people would have done, but yeah. So that's like, it sounds like one of those games, like Frogger, where you got across the road and like, <laughs> just time it right. It was. I was like, how am I going to get past him? And I, then I just was like, no, I'm not doing it. So, yeah, someone's in fact, someone spray painted my name on that. On really? That, on that climb? <laughs> yeah. I did that's a video amazing. called Heart. Yeah, it said the Fred Witten made me cry, and then I'm going. So I was walking at that point, and it just said like, go, Katie Cookerbury, and I was like. And I just started bawling my eyes out. And I was like, oh, my God. And Jay, Jay was with me, my friend Jay. And then they put Jay on there as well because they know we were going together to do it. And I was like, Jay, Jay, come and look what they've done on the road. I mean, it's, I, think it, I think it's, I guess it's like graffiti, but I think it's okay on climbs. I don't know. But Cycling Weekly did a video maybe a week ago, and they went up it, and it was still there. And I was like, oh, No way. Oh, wow. Road. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's probably going to be there forever. That's quite. That's quite a good idea. You should just get someone to to um, to go and paint your name on the road, and it'll just it'll spur you on next time to whatever climb you want to conquer. I do really want to, but it's just because it's so steep, and it's and the, the problem with it is because it's so narrow, and cars are going up and down it. Really, and oh, so right. so the second time I did it, a car was coming down, and I had to stop. And because it's so yeah. steep, you can't get going again. It's oh honestly, I, you've you've got to go to it. It is sounds like a dream. It is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, it's like it's everything just, is coming at you. Yeah, it is just insane. It is unreal. So there's that, like the distance. God, I'm going I'm going quite hard. Aren't I? Like the distance one, six hundred k, and then like the steepest climb in England. I'm not not giving myself a break. Am I? No, I love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah what about yours apart from five watts? Oh, um, um, so yeah, the five watt per kilo. I mean, I'm, I'm I just at the moment I'm laid up with my legs uh, elevated above my heart um, because I, of a mountain bike crash. 
I had in California and I'm just I'm just resting up at the moment so there's no training and at the moment my goal is just to get back out on the bike again and be able to oh, push oh. again which I will be fun <laughs> oh no what happened um so I, I got taken out um in California for my first ever mountain bike experience uh around like a, a single track course that was probably not the best for a beginner but I got all the way around it and then pretty much at the exit to come out of the uh of the course I I, I I get I guess I got a bit cocky and uh went really fast downhill and just the the mountain bike didn't eat up a tree root in the way that I thought it was going to and so I just stopped and went over the handlebars and my chest went into a tree root and my legs got oh, wrapped around the oh bike no. and stuff and it was a mess it was a mess and so uh so I wasn't able to cycle in California like I wanted to and then now I'm just I've come home and I'm just recovering properly with patience, and I've got my legs up, and I'm just sort of waiting now for for coming back hungrier than ever. That's what I feel like. <laughs> God, it does that, doesn't it? It absolutely does that to you. And then I think it makes you realise that we take it for so much for granted for being being out on the bike. Absolutely. We really absolutely. do. I remember I came off in winter. About, wasn't this when it had just gone the one before? And they thought I'd fractured my wrist and they thought I was going to have to have like a cast on it for six weeks. And I was beside myself. I was like, and, I, and I'd gone out and I shouldn't have gone out. It was, it was, yes. it was icy and it was slushy and I shouldn't have, and I went on a little back lane and it was a bit of black ice because it just, it was like under tree cover. And I was just like, oh, what have I done to myself? This is my fault. And then luckily it wasn't fractured. It was fine within a week, but. <laughs> but then it just like you, you're right though it makes you so like hungry to get out. like no I want to go and do that but I feel like I've got such clear focus now and perspective on exactly what I want to do how I'm going to do it and it's good you know I mean it's good it's good that it's happened you know I mean I think for one I wouldn't be as hungry to get back out on the mountain bike again if I'd have just sort of conquered the course gone around it first time it would have been something I ticked off yeah. Whereas now I like I want to get into mountain biking, and then yeah. the next thing is that you know I'm I probably just would take certain things for granted. Whereas now I'm going to be even more hungry again. So I'm pleased. It's good. You're always quite like that, though. I, I can't imagine that you don't ever have a clear focus. You are one of the most like clearly focused people. Really? Like honestly. Is in fact, what? are you doing everything again? Well, I don't know. I, like I'm not thinking of any distances. I'm not thinking of everything again. I don't know. I don't know what it is about those goals that doesn't make me as excited as sort of like an internal power one. <laughs> I always wanted to do everything. I kind of feel a bit like, oh, I just don't know whether I fancy doing it. But that that day that you did that was in um, Chiang Mai. God, I don't. Oh, that was yeah. Insane. Yeah, that was God. that was crazy. I learned a lot that day about like heat management and stuff and how once you yeah. dehydrated yourself in heat like tropical heat you're never going to get back again it, you never get back from it now it's, no. it's bad and it's it was dangerous really descending when God, like busy. how much did you do did you... it was like eight doy poise yeah we had to do more though there were, yeah there was like yeah it was crazy the reason we didn't complete it was because the um or the heat and um my friend sean who was doing it with me his neck he he couldn't descend because his neck uh, he couldn't move it in a certain way <laughs> to be able to see down the descent. Oh, but then God. I think what it was was the was the ground. So one one like three quarters of the climb up to Doisa Tep is really smooth, like the smoothest so, tarmac yeah. in the world. But then when you get up to Doi Poi, which is just a bit further up, so it's gravelly, like, it gets isn't it? really gravelly. Yeah, 
And that was a killer. That's not. But I, yeah, yeah, that's not a great one just to keep, especially when you're getting tired and you're hot and because yeah. it's quite technical, isn't it? I remember coming down and thinking my brakes aren't working. This is a bit. It's horrible. Sketchy. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. You know, that was a goal at the time, as in as in yeah. Everesting. I was way more hungry to do Everesting back then because it was something that I had never done. And I guess yeah. figuring out what, what goals you're, you're excited about is just, you know, experiencing it for yourself and doing it, isn't it? And then mm. you know whether you want to carry it on further or, exactly. you know, is it something that you're hungry for? Because would you race? Would you do like, what about cyclocross racing or... Ah, uh, yeah, I like all that stuff, mountain biking, cyclocross. I'm, I'm sure that's something that's to come. But like with living in London, you know, just washing your bike is a is a massive <laughs> task because like I've got no garden. You know, how am I, I, I have no way of doing it. I don't even have a hose. So it's like oh, if God. I could do cyclocross, it would just be oh, yeah, well, crazy. Yeah. yeah, that would be. Yeah, so the, the idea is to move up north. And uh, yes. and then get into mountain biking and cyclocross. Exactly. Well, Manchester <laughs> is the best place if you need somewhere to stay when you're looking around. Honestly, yeah, Manchester is ideal because <laughs> there's no, but it's they've got the velodrome. So if you ever wanted to do like, oh yes, obviously yeah, yeah. like cycling in, indoors like that, we've got the Peak District, the Lake. I sound like I'm like the tourist board from Manchester, mm. but there's like the Peak <laughs> District, the Lake District, the Dales, like all these amazing places to cycle. It's like so close. Why do you think I'm talking about moving up north? <laughs> you got exactly. You got to do it. You got to do. It. Where do you think you'd moved? Have you got any, any ideas? Um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting one. I don't know if I'd I'd probably move to somewhere that was outside of a city, but close enough to commute in. I yeah, I was in London for a day about a week ago, and I was like, I need to get back to Manchester because I'm like I'm. I say I'm not in Manchester. I'm probably like oh, I'm in Manchester, but about half an hour north. Um, so it's perfect. So you can get into commute and it's, but you're not, it's all like green where we are. Um, and it's literally like 15, 20 minutes. to so like a really good climb. Um, and would you know Craig Vale? We're about half an hour from there. Of course I know. Cycling. Yeah, Craig Vale. I, love, I think it's my favourite climb in the UK, I think. Yeah. It's brilliant it, because it's you like all the other climbs. If you ever need to do it at like an FTP, there aren't any other climbs that are long enough apart from that one. That's it. Yeah, I think so, it's the longest continuous. It is. Because I, I remember when I, was, when I went to it, I heard about that and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. And it's quite like, oh, is this it? I was expecting like really steep or it's not really steep, it's quite shallow. But it's 4%, yeah, the whole way. It's brilliant. It is so, so good. But um, so that's only like half an hour from where, from, where, from where I am. So it's just perfect up this way. It's just the perfect Yeah, do you mix. think it's, I know, do you think the terrain helps you? Yes. When we do like Fred Witten and all these kind of like hilly sportifs and stuff, you're so used to it because all we ever do, if we ever go out riding, is go into the hills. So then there are so many in the Peak District, the Lake District, um, the Dale. I like the Dales, to be honest, out of all of them. Um, there's just so much variety and so much variation in gradient. And you could do a flat ride if you wanted. You could do a really, really hilly ride if you wanted. It's just... I think that makes because that makes you better on like just as a cyclist in general. I think cause it makes you fitter because I don't really like riding on the flat. If I'm honest, people are always like, "Oh, I like the flat," and I'm like, "Oh no, I'd, I wouldn't want to ride on the flat all day." Um, no, yeah, me, just, me neither. I'm I'm definitely I'm, I'm, I'm 
like a, a goat or whatever, you know, someone who yes. wants to find the it. incline for sure. Because what? Cause I don't. This is the thing <laughs> I'm always impressed by with you because you don't have many hills, but then you go to Tenerife and like smashing it. And like, how do you then train <laughs> to learn how to, to ride the hills? You don't really have hills, do you? No. Like so this is the, this is why I'm asking you about the terrain because uh, it's it interests me in the you know is is moving to somewhere where the terrain is you know a lot more conducive to cycling is it really something you need i mean like and i think i don't know if it is but i mean obviously it's better not to have a lot of traffic it's better to have a longer hill you know those are things that you can't really change whereas in london you know if you've got lots of traffic and the hill is very mm. short you know you can't make that hill longer yeah. you can't tell the cars no. to go away it's like so those things are good. You but just I think do repeats of it. You... I've seen your videos where yeah, you, just, exactly. you just do repeats of that That's one. Oh, yeah. yeah, a three-minute hill. Yeah. A three-minute hill at least ten times is about a 1,000 metres. But it's so boring. How many times? Yeah, I mean, uh, ten times. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's very boring. And, yeah. you know, you have, to, you have to go up and then descend and there's traffic and then you go up again. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind, it's meditative in that you have to forget about all the crap and just mm. focus on what you're doing because otherwise you're just never going to do it. And it's and the thing that interests me is that I think it's all about will. And if you have yes. the will and you have, you know, I mean, wh- whether it's that you maybe, I mean, having a goal is going to focus you to to get it done. But like having the will in general is just, is the is the game changer, I think. Yeah. Because otherwise I, I, wouldn't, I don't think that, I'd ever get out. I th- but I think if you've got the will to do that, imagine like what you'd be on. Like a variation of um, fifty different yeah, think, amazing plants. Yeah, think? Yeah, you think is, is that right? Well, I, I don't know. I'm like, or is it relative, and that you get bored of it, and that you take no. it for granted? No. Well, I think <laughs> I do think that we take it for granted. So, like, we have so many climbs, and we, I always tend to go and just do like the ones nearest me, and I just think, oh god, I should I should go and do that. But actually, this weekend, I'm going to do. A 300k Odax, and it's up Great Dunfell. Have you heard of it? No. Let me pull it up. It's meant to be. It's called like it's meant to be like the Mont Ventoux in the UK. Oh right, wow. It's. Let me try and find. Let me have a quick look now. But it's about. Is it about four or five miles long, and about nine percent average? So wow. it's like quite a long, what? steep hill. Yeah. So That's it's crazy, yeah. yeah. So it's 835 metres total climb. Um, average gradient is nine. Maximum is 20%. Oh, no, so the height gain, sorry, is 630-something. Um, it's meant to, yeah, it's classes like oh, Mont Von 2, it says. Um, and it's the only one in so the where UK is like this? it. Um, it says, since it's a Kendall. Is it Kendall? I don't actually know where it is. I know where the Audax is going, but I don't know. You probably know. I've not either. And this Audax is called um oh, what's it called? It's something like that. It's called something von two. And I was like, oh that's interesting. Right. Let's have a look After at that. And then you go yeah. up. It's like it's like the longest highest paved road in the UK, apparently. And I've never done it. I was like, mm. how did I not know about this? Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah so the stats crazy. are great fund four and a half miles. 632 metres, average gradient 9%, maximum gradient 20%. Wow, that's really good. That's some, that's some juicy stats. Like... And the, <laughs> the KOM is 25 minutes and three seconds. So it's Whoa. a, yeah, it's a long climb. 
So that's yeah. good because I'm always on the lookout for a, a, a good FTP hill that there is you continuously go. steep and more than 20 minutes long. <laughs> there you go, 25 minutes. All right, I'll have to look into that. That's interesting. I'll yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Do you have a Do you have a goal for the YouTube channel? Like, do you are you are you have you got a, a big vision for it? I guess I just take it week by week. Really, I want to do like more. I don't know. No, not really. I probably should have. <laughs> um, I think I just want to reach more people and like encourage more people to ride. I'd, mm. I'd like to do some more kind of um, like interviews with people, do more, um, do you know, like, with, like long distance cyclists, because that's kind of what I'm into. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like what you're saying is, is always going to play out well, you know, and I think that's probably the best way that you could possibly plan ahead is to in just ha- at the core of what you're doing, love it. And then, because you love it so much, you're not even thinking about the subscribers or numbers or anything. You know, I think that's the the best way to play it, really. Yeah, that's amazing. You do look at numbers, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, how could I? I don't know. How could I reach more people?" But equally, I don't want people to subscribe. I don't want like numbers that don't mean anything. I'd rather have like a really small core amount of people that are really engaged in what what I'm talking about and are communicating with me than having like a hundred thousand subscribers but only a small amount of them are actually interested in learning or interested in what i'm doing it just i don't know yeah. i think so I, I saw recently you were doing bike fit stuff yeah is that um is that a new thing yeah that was really interesting so the guy is um it's called phil but he is the guy that wrote the book on bike fit the book on bike fit there was no such thing really as bike fit before him he started working at British Cycling. So he worked at British Cycling and he worked with Team Sky until the start of this year, actually. And when he it was in British Cycling, I can't remember how many years ago, maybe 12 years ago. So he came in and he was like, right, so he's a, he's a physio. And he's like, so where's the book on bike fit? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't have one. He's like, well, why? Why do we not have like a set thing of how we are fitting people? And so he basically created this whole book on bike fit. And then, um, yeah, set people up on bikes he's just he's got so much great information he's just really interesting chap to talk to yeah so but i mean has it changed your did you have you had had you had a bike fit before that yeah i had one um about two years ago and that that was really really good it was with a company called cycle fit i think it was cycle fit um but they're only in london now they were up in manchester but they shut down um, but that equally was a guy who was a physio and that just made, cause I was getting like a little bit of knee pain. So he was able to work out. It was, it was me more than the bike set up. So like, I think if you, if anyone's going to have right. a bike fit, you need to have someone that's a physio. It just, I think yeah. it's incredible. They, they are, they are more expensive, but it's not about just numbers on a bike, is it? It's about like how your body works and how that fits to a, a, a machine, like a bicycle, rather than it just being a bike. This is how you sit on it. So interesting. So I've never had a bike fit, and I just wondered, do you do you recommend? I mean, because yes. you're, yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I mean, like, is it has it changed your mind, your perspective on, you know, um, how how your position is and stuff, and how you ride, and um, does it inform you? Yeah, because basically, <laughs> it's basically told me that the way that I it's not moved me massively, 
uh, it's changed my handlebar width and it's, it's what it, what he tends to do is he doesn't move everything at once he's like right so for now we're going to change your handlebar width in like a couple of months when you've kind of got into that we're going to change your um the, the reach and change stuff like that he says, but I don't want to do it all in one go because it'll just feel weird and it'll be too much that's interesting um but I asked him because I did like a Q&A with him last video actually last video was a Q&A with him and I said so who needs a bike fit and he's like not everyone needs one he said I think everyone can benefit from one but not everybody needs one and it depends he said you have to have a goal you can't just go in and just be like right I want a bike fit he's like well what do you want a bike fit for do you want a bike fit to be endurance do you want a bike fit to be more aero do you want a bike fit for yeah. commuting and he he was part of the team that helped Bradley Wiggins you know do the hour um thing oh, at the really? velodrome yeah he had his shoes there yes yes I love that yeah, yeah yeah so he had his his shoes that he wore there and I was like what are they and he's like oh they're Bradley they were like molded to his feet like the, the shape of his foot and so they just they weren't like a shoe they were like right it was insane Wow. So like, yeah, it's just like carbon in the shape of a foot. Yeah, yeah. just moulded around his foot. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So he knows, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. I think it's especially if you want him to do like longer distance stuff. Basically recommended, he's done like a strength test as well. He's saying that on endurance stuff, it's not necessarily your like fitness, well, obviously it's your fitness, but he said that the reason that people kind of stop is because of, their body giving up in certain places so you need to make your body as strong as it can be of holding you up on the bike so he's done like some some like strength testing which i film that's another video that's gonna i'm gonna upload and it's just basically looked <laughs> looked at all the different things he's like you're really good at some stuff is other stuff like press-ups he's like no we need to get <laughs> we need to work on those for you so he's gonna um set me up with um he's not a personal trainer but he's basically setting me up so that i can get some exercises and get fitter that way and so then that will just increase yeah. your cycling overall yeah i was gonna say i think that's something that we take for granted is um yeah the you know doing exercise outside of cycling will actually make you stronger on the bike yeah because I, I think i've i think i've realized that recently uh, you know acutely through injury how um you know when my leg uh was giving up it was just so much, I just couldn't push through, like, and it was yeah. like, because it was injured, it was just trying to, like, retain, I don't know, the, the, I'm trying to think of the word, it's like it's, it's, hold, it's holding on to a lot of tension, and it's like, it just wasn't going to let you do as much as, as it wanted you to, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, your body, unless it's, str- like, properly strong, strong then, yeah. you know, it, it, it all sort of collapses. Basically, just because of my leg, like a muscle in my leg wasn't yes. working properly, my entire performance was out of the window, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And it is just, I think, I think you're right, we definitely take it for granted. And I think because we can ride kind of longer distances or be fast, we just kind of take everything else for granted. But we're only working like so many muscles. We're not working every single muscle on, in our body. Um and so what he said is if you have a, a better base, then, and you're riding like this now, like if you increase that base, you'll just be so much better and so much stronger. And I feel like you should, we should be doing it anyway, just as a matter of <laughs> just yeah. looking after our bodies, not even like cycling related. I probably should have been getting stronger, but it's but, just, yeah, my upper body strength. Yeah, is, that's, got, that's gotten me excited. Like yeah. I really want to start doing more of that stuff because I think it will benefit you 
sort of yeah. behind the scenes, I guess. D- absolutely, because he um, that was how I got chatting to him. He did a talk at Rafa, and that's how I met him. And my question was, how important is it to do um, weight training or something off the bike? And then we got chatting after. Then I went to see him, and it was just a really good way of like learning about what you know what he thinks. He's actually got a book. I'm not plugging his book or anything, but he has got a book on that coming out in I think it's September. So like his his first book was like Bike Fit, which is just the best book on Bike Fit. It's just so, so good. And then he's building like another one on like strength and performance. And so that is like what you should be doing, what exercise you should be doing. And he said that um, that Bradley Wiggins had gone to him um, a while back and said, look, I've, got, I've been given all these exercises to do. I've got a CD of like 28 exercises and I've done them all and now I've not got time to train. Like what? what do I do? Like, how can I do it? And Phil's got this really good approach of like, look, I'm not telling you to do like a million exercises. I'll probably give you four exercises to do that you just have to do every day. That's interesting. So rather than, yeah, so rather it said, because I know people won't do them. If I say, he said, you're better off doing a few smaller ones that are incrementally getting better than doing me giving you 50 things to do and you're doing none of them. He says, I know people don't want to do that stuff. You want to have time to cycle because that's what you like doing. You don't want to be doing this kind of stuff. So I quite like that approach. It's not like, oh, you have to do a million, because I don't like doing it. That's why I don't do it. No, 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 yeah. But I mean, I think I think as long as you know that it's going to be, if you see a benefit, if you know yeah. in your mind that there's going to be a benefit, then, you know, four things isn't much to do. And, you know, yeah. it only gets easier the more you make it a habit. So Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, that'd be interesting. So I'm going to be doing, yeah. I'll be doing like videos on that as I go through and like, so I can share with like, everyone what I've been told I need to do this this and this exercise um to strengthen this this is where I'm weak this is where I'm stronger and yeah it's very interesting that's awesome yeah yeah the the last thing I was going to ask you and not to depress you but what is your uh contingency for this winter what are you gonna are you you got plans to go and travel (laughs) are you gonna go somewhere hot or are you gonna zwift it out that is the overall goal I want to be able to that genuinely that is my overall aim is to be able to eventually go somewhere else in winter, even if it's just for like two or three months. That is my goal. But for yeah. this winter, yeah, Zwift. Zwifting it up. I was thinking <laughs> this morning, actually. It's funny you should say that because I was thinking, I was in bed, I woke up and I was like, I don't know why this was the first thought that came into my head, but I was like, I should probably buy some of those, like, you know, the winter cycling shoes that, that, are, that are like an actual boot and they've got like like a fluffy inside to keep your feet warm in winter. No, I've not seen that. Oh, yeah, I've, they're quite expensive. So that's why I thought this morning, I was like, I should get them in summer while they'd be cheap. And that was like the first thing I thought <laughs> when I woke up. But yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like actual like cycling shoes, obviously with cleats, but they're almost like a boot so that you don't get water in them. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because w- yeah. w- water in shoes when you're pedaling is the worst. Oh, God, like, it was so... I did a, I tried, oh, I attempted to do an Audax. It was 200K and it was... I think it was minus one and it was chucking it down. I don't even know why I set off. And we we kept Jeez. going thinking, right, we kept checking the weather on the way and it said, right, it's moving over, it's going to dry up. And it didn't. And we must have been out for maybe two and a half hours. And it was so cold. And then I was like, I, I can't even, I can't even break. <laughs> My hands were that cold. I couldn't oh, even no. break. And at that point I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to the trains. Even getting to the train station was like a big oh my God, how are we going to get to the train station? And then sitting on the cold train, I was like, oh my God, this is just so hard. 
but yeah, Zwift. <laughs> I know, honestly. But, then, but equally, but equally, I do think we are quite lucky. Like as much as we hate our winters, we are not in a place where, do you know, like Canada, where it's extremes, where it's like yes, like really, really cold. At least we're in, we, yes. we're in like a very small window of degrees on, on how hot we get and how cold we get. It's quite narrow compared to some other countries. So I do feel like actually it's not that bad. Yeah. But, and also, I, I, I think, like, contrast is good. I think we're quite fortunate to live in a place where nature isn't too crazy and yeah. we get seasons and we yes. can kind of appreciate the summer and then we can, uh, you know, move away or yeah. drift when it is winter. We exactly. get the choice. Exactly. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I actually think Zwift, it's not like I'm plugging all these things, don't work for any but I think it's weird. You're I so was, corporate. I know, I'm corporate so Katie. Corporate. I know, that's what my channel should be called, Corporate Katie. Um, I swear that with Zwift, that was the first winter I'd done Zwift. I went into like the, the warm, like the start of like this season, way fitter than I kind of left the end of last summer, just from doing like set plans on Zwift, like with this coach. I can't even tell you. It was because I that's the always thing isn't it that's why I don't like winter because you think god I'm just letting all this training go to waste but with Zwift I'm like you, you don't like it you just keep going but it's no god, it's hard isn't it when you get up and, and it's like pitch black at five in the morning and it's freezing <laughs> cold and then you have to put the fan yeah. on because you know you're going to start sweating on Zwift but oh you can see your breath it's that cold oh god <laughs> it's just I can't even think about it on that depressing note cheers Katie Anytime. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs>